Hey, I'm Eric. And I'm Lauren. And you're listening to Podcast Podcast. The podcast that talks about how great podcasts are. How self-obsessed. I'm good. How are you? I'm great. Um, okay, Lauren is looking on fleek today, just so everyone knows. And I can say on fleek because oh my I'm God. very I, young. I'll Google it later. Yeah, um, she's wearing like uh, fuchsia lipstick. That's the cur- that's correct description. I know, I know colors. Yeah. She's wearing. Um, will you show me your nails? Sort of like a coral, like a, a little darker, a little darker orange than coral nails. A uh, necklace that's all, all all types of bright dinosaurs on it, and it, you're thinking I can't picture that, but like it's literally just little dinosaur figurines and some fun baubles, and then her shoes, which she's not wearing anymore, but her shoes were these like awesome bright red like velvet platforms with cactuses thank on the heel. Thank you for pointing that out because I t- love my clothes, so thank you. Okay, your style. So most people who you compliment, like, oh, they're very stylish. It's because they look like the styles of right now. It's like, oh, that person understands the style trends of today. Your you are so stylish is because like you do know the style tra- style trends and stuff, but you are so creative. What you wear is always so cool and I, beautiful. I don't know the styles, and, but I just like what I wear. I like what. I just am always like, am I going to ha- be really excited to put that on? And I must say that we've talked about this before. Yeah. That uh, if you see say something, say something podcast, <laughs> yep. they were like talking about like mixing, mixing. florals. Yep. It's changed my life. Yeah. I mix, I mix, I mix. But you're, you're just so good at that stuff. And sometimes when people get um, quote unquote <laughs> creative, it's like, oh, you let your six-year-old pick out their outfit today. But you're, you're just A six-year-old so would have picked out this outfit. Well, but you look on fleek. Did I use that correctly? You did. Oh, thanks. You did a great job. Because you're wearing our podcast podcast t-shirt. Hey, y'all. Okay, oh so gosh. Lauren is Well, you were before you ripped it off when you walked into the room. Well, but you were I wearing it for a second. I insist on recording shirtless. Yeah. So before that, I was wearing it. Um, Lauren is the most generous human and um, got us some uniforms. Yeah. So now we have podcast podcast official t-shirts. Maybe we'll do a contest and yeah. give, a, give away one sometime. Yeah. Stay oh, tuned. Yeah. Um, cause once you see these bad boys, you're going to want them too. No, that's part of what I like about New York too, is like, I love getting on the subway and just like looking at what everyone's wearing. Cause people oh have, I mean, I think probably everywhere. I've just only lived <sighs> in New York as an adult, but people are so creative. Well, I always notice in the spring. I love it because in the Lots winter, boobs. yes. Yeah. I'm like, where have the boobs been? <laughs> no, I. It's like the jackets. Like, yeah. where they were hiding great outfits behind winter jackets. Great point. All winter, and yeah. then it's like they're out to play. Uh, the outfits are on the streets. Watch them run around. The problem is, you have a window of about uh, two and one half weeks before then. It's like wear as few clothes as possible because yeah. it's way too hot. I also, I feel like I'm talking about clothes too much. Don't get me started. I, I literally did get, get you started. Yeah, you did, but you, you learned a lesson but um in the gym when i get dressed in the morning we get at the it gym, you work out yeah that was the end of the story i get dressed in the morning <laughs> at the gym no but sometimes i feel like i'm window shopping because i'm like i like that i like that and i tell people and sometimes i'm like i'll tell someone i like their outfit and then i'm like i can't tell this other girl right now because yeah. she'll think i'm just saying it to everyone but sometimes oh, i'm like right. and i'm like picturing what i would buy if i could like i look them up sometimes anyways so it's and like, then you just steal it's it it's fun because the uh, people at equinox are rich so oh, you go a to lot. a rich person's gym? Yeah. So everyone's all like fancy right. fans? Yeah. Well, Sometimes I see tags like ripped off oh. from clothes and I'm like, huh, uh, <laughs> they're not shopping at Forever 21 as I am. Someone's denim pants costs three figures. And I was just thinking about how, y- you guys probably don't know this, but Bumble and Bumble makes be- beauty products. Like that hair cutting place? Yeah. Probably not the right one. Smells <laughs> so distinctive i like the smell yeah but whenever i smell it i'm like i think i smell a rich person because it's like so expensive it's like why would you spend 85 dollars on dry shampoo well these people do what is dry shampoo it just kind of gives your hair some texture some people don't wash their hair like if it kind of cleans their hair without washing it but i sometimes it gives like texture if you're just cool if your hair is very fine anyway this is way too much let's get going (laughs) let's jump on in yeah um okay so show nuts which has been aptly named by alan lane um rate us on itunes as always Mm -hmm. um 
get on in there. It's super easy to do. Just give us five stars. Please. Yeah. We'd love you forever. Yeah. And we'll, you know, give you a shout out in air yeah. if you do it. Um, what is your favorite show not? Um, please call the big listen and tell them that you love us. How do we do that? Uh 202-885-POD1. Great. And if you don't have a phone? Um, Email biglisten at wamu.org. Awesome. Um, Yeah. Tell them that you love podcast podcasts and that we should be on their show. That's all you have to say. Remember how in the last episode we had a clip um, called Liar, Liar? Yes. that was all about like why we lie and like little white lies and stuff like that. Even if you don't think we're the bad po- best podcast ever, which like I understand if you think Bitch Sash is better or right. what's the tea or whatever, uh, tell them anyway. I know they're not gonna Just, like fact lie. check. No. I I don't think they're gonna like no nope. hold you to anything. They're not Starly. They're not gonna like right go figure it out if if right. you really feel. But that don't way. tell Starly because she'll she'll she is gonna figure it out. Yes, that's true. Don't but, mention like, it to yeah. her. Um, should we jump into yes, the challenge? Road segment. All right, y'all. I'm I'm really excited about this because um, last week um, I challenged Eric to listen to Welcome to Night Vale, which I really wanted to like. I just never got into it, and I'm really excited to hear all about it. So, had you listened? I don't like, think m- not minuscule. even a millionth of a second. No, like, I was always like, no, 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 yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. like looks good, like the artwork, yeah. No. Oh, the artwork's good. Yeah. That makes such a big difference to me is like an alluring like icon, yeah. you know, something that's like sharp. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, okay. So you guys know, you guys know how this challenge stuff works, right? Like Lauren. I don't. Challenges I'm unfamiliar. Me. <laughs> yeah. Lauren challenges me to a podcast. I missed that day. Welcome. Oh, uh, I do the podcast I? shirtless where and we're talking about the podcast challenge. It's a podcast. Um, that's, that's private. That's, oh, okay. You've asked too Sorry. much. Um, so Lauren challenges me to listen to an episode of a podcast that either she's been dying to listen to and hasn't gotten to or just hasn't quite figured out or the opposite. So I'm going to report now on Welcome to Night Vale. Um, so just to start it out, I'm going to give you their description of the podcast because it's kind of hard to describe. It's it's a fiction podcast, which is becoming more and more popular, um, but it's sort of non-narrative, if that makes sense. So Welcome to Night Vale is a twice-monthly podcast in the style of community updates for small desert town of Night Vale, featuring local weather, news, announcements from the sheriff's secret police, mysterious lights in the night sky, dark-hooded figures with unknowable powers, and cultural events. Turn on your radio and hide. When you put it like that, it sounds awesome. Yeah, you sound so excited, right? Yeah. And it is a really cool concept. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to like reiterate because i don't think i understood it first but the, again the conceit is like you're you're listening to an actual public announcement for a real town but it's obviously all fictional um because it's not narrative you kind of have to really try to keep up with the plot information okay so you can't just listen i think that's one thing i'm like there's so many you do have well, to start at the beginning no you oh. don't because i think what i figured out is that um each sort of like public announcement thing they're, I don't think they're related. I don't think there's a through line or a plot. They even say themselves on on the page that you can pick up at the last episode and you'll quickly catch up, or you can go back to the pilot and you know they they say binge, binge. which makes me think that they're not actually like it's episodic and you don't actually have to know any like characters or plot. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I think that was hard for me to keep up because like each episode is like 20 to 30 minutes. And so it's not that much. And because they're going bulletin style, it's like, they're kind of like breezing through things and it's really fun. It's like fun, kind of like spooky, ooky stuff that they're talking about. Like they'll, you know, be talking about like, you know, uh, some PTA meeting or something. And then they'll talk about the woman in the back who didn't have a head or whatever. And so it's kind of fun, like spooky stuff like that, but it was, I'll admit a little hard to keep up. So I listened to the pilot episode first, and then I listened to a random episode just to kind of make sure I wasn't missing anything. Not to brag. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think in fact, you can kind of jump around. So that's a good thing. Um, there's this like strange ambient, like space, music bed over the whole thing which was a little hard for me Mm. 
like it was a little hard to keep focused because th- there was this like because you were like doing your ab workout and you were like this doesn't help me get my six pack. I was doing the ab workout and I was like, how can I get my sweat on? Listen to music and <laughs> someone telling a story at the so same time. Don't do your ab. Don't do your tush exercises. Well, something's got to go, and my tush exercises are not it. Right. Okay. I'm saying the music has got to go. Okay. The entire <laughs> podcast has got to go. No, Eric's tush. No, exercises. they can still do the talking part. Okay. I just want the space music to maybe go they'll away. make you a special version like <gasps> that's like really called nice. like the tush version so I, you could do your tush exercises <laughs> positive they have it with like separate well, i know at least one person who would l- listen to that version <laughs> at least at one least, yeah and you're looking at him yeah um yeah the music is it's a little grating and it makes you feel like you're on hold with a dentist's office on mars Oh, I had to go back to that because I wrote down that line and I wanted to say it. I like it. that. That's good. <laughs> I get it now. Um, another really fun thing that I like is the weather section. They're like, and now we'll turn it over to the weather with XXX. And it's like a band. And then they perform a song. So that's really fun. So cool. And each one is a different song. I, you know, I think this is the first time this has ever happened where I challenge you to something and I really, really want to go back. I think this might be the first time that I'm going to go. I am going to go listen to it. Well, Here's what I'm excited about for that is that now next episode we can compare notes. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I'm I don't know if I'm gonna go back to it a million times, but it is kinda fun. I feel like it's cute and like pseudo spooky overall rating. I think if you're into like Firefly or like you like reading creepy subreddits. Do, does that make yeah, does yeah, that make yeah. sense? That type of a person. If you believe in the Thin Man or whatever, if you love if you've reading people about Slender Man, or yeah, Slenderman. Yeah. yeah, which it's it's strange because I do love reading about Slender Man and that kind of stuff. But maybe I just wasn't paying attention enough. But anyway, if you love that kind of stuff, I think you might love this one. I have also heard tip to everyone that their live shows are amazing even if you've never oh, seen the that's podcast cool. so look maybe we could go to a live show oh that'd be really fun yeah and speaking of slender man i was like googling a little bit about i know Welcome he's not Tonight that Vale. slender just kidding he's very <laughs> slender he's honestly gained a few <laughs> lbs <laughs> no but i was googling welcome to night Vale, and like i think that it has kind of a cult following yeah there's like fan art and stuff i think That's people are obsessed awesome. with it i know it's so cool okay it's just it feels like a really different type like of podcast diff- it sounds like it takes you to another world it's cool yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a, it feels like a whole new genre of podcasting really i like it i'm surprised there's not more people trying to f- copy it yeah well maybe we'll see that because yeah. it does feel like anytime there's a successful a really sort of like out of the blue successful podcast then there's like 10 others with that It'll same called, formula like, Welcome right after Dayville. <laughs> like get out of Dayville. Or like spooky ooky kooky podcast yeah just that's probably taken for example yeah cool <laughs> um, awesome so now i get to challenge Yay, you i love this part um here's your challenge uh this is a trying time this general time in our lives mm-hmm. uh if you're listening if you're listening way li- like if you're listening 10 years in the future to this this is like um what may 2017 i don't even know um, we're inundated with upsetting news on the political fronts. I personally read the news every day. No, don't be bummed. This isn't a bum. You look no, nervous. I know. Okay. Yeah. Um, I participate in political discussion. With friends. Like I'm, I'm up on it. I'm up on the politics stuff. I'm with it. I read about it. I think about it before I go to bed. I, I get it. Like I'm, but I just have not. You're woke. I'm, I, well, you know, I don't think I can self-classify as woke, but I try to keep up, you know, um, I haven't been able to bring myself to do political podcasts yeah. it's just one thing too many uh-huh. it's like i already know i sometimes i don't want to be reminded sometimes i don't want to listen to it do you feel the same yeah it's funny i was just thinking this because i have in stitcher you can like categorize all your the podcast you yeah. follow and i have one called the meh list which is just like uh-huh, i guess uh-huh. i should listen to these right, like my... that's quantifiably a good podcast but like they're all food podcasts and because I don't think food podcasts are that interesting, like talking to chefs and stuff. Interesting. And then um, political ones like that. I'm like, this technically sounds very good. I'm sure it's great. But um, yeah. So you're kind of you're with me. No, but this is I, I can see it. And I I'm glad because it's on it's on my list of ones that I've been wanting to listen to. Yeah. So getting to the actual pod. I mean, you can see it because I put it in the show nuts, but it's pod save the people is what I want you to listen to. Um Everyone knows about Pod Save America. That's like the big thing right now. It's from the guys who did Keeping It 1600 during the election. Um, they're all like former Obama staffers. So they created um, Crooked Media, which is like, I, I don't know, a podcast 
producer, um, in response to Trump's presidency. And in addition to the hugely successful Pod Save America, there's now a new podcast from Crooked Media called Pod Save the People. Um, organizer and activist DeRay McKesson discusses uh, culture, social justice, politics, and what we can actually do to make a difference. So I have all the faith in the world that it's an amazing podcast, but I just sort of need you to listen to it for me. Kay, I, thanks. I Bye. wonder if like I'll be listening to it and it'll be talking about like this world, you yeah. know, and I'll be like, is this like a Night Vale, like fake, <laughs> like scary, made up bullshit to right. scare me? Is, or is it is our world? I don't know. Science Sometimes, fiction maybe Orwellian. we could play a game next time that it's like, was this on Pod Save the People or <laughs> oh, Night God. Vale? You, you, you is decide. This a Twilight Zone episode right. or just our lives? Or both. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So so I'd really appreciate it if you just could like suck it up and listen to some politics. Thank and you. I like justice. this one. I'm okay, actually great. super duper excited about this. Had you have you listened to Pod Save the People yet? No, that wasn't. That's another one that's <sighs> on my mail list. I but s- I want to get it off good. the mail list. Yeah, I'm pushing you. I'm pushing you into it. Okay. From your you're pushing list. me off the roof. Thank you. And if you guys want to play along, go listen to Pod Save the People. We'll do it. See you there. See you there. See you there, smarties. Um. Awesome. Those are our challenges. Those are good ones. I'm excited. Um, And now a word from our sponsor, Headspace. I don't know about you, Lauren, but I live in New York City and space is tight. Sometimes I never know where to store my antique doll collection or any of my balloon animals. And if there's one thing that suffers in all this, it's my head. I just don't have space for it. That is until I got Headspace. Headspace is a refrigerated box that gets shipped to your house that is just for your head. It's the space your head wants and deserves. Stick your head inside for a whole bunch of space. There are even space paintings drawn on the inside, so like planets and stars and such. You will see them when you put your head inside Headspace because your eyes that are on your head will see them. According to Headspace.com, it only takes 10 minutes a day for ideal results. They keep talking about meditation, so it must be kind of like that? I guess some guy named Andy made the Headspace box. He spent thousands of years perfecting the Headspace technique or something. That is really surprising because really it just looks like a box with a hole in it for your head, but it must work wonders. There's even an app, but I'm not sure why, so download it anyway. There are three different ways to pay for, to pay for Headspace. You can pay $12.95 weekly or $7.95 annually, so I guess when you stop paying, someone will come to your house and take the box away. I, I bet that doesn't cost extra. But you can pay $419.95 for a lifetime subscription, which means they will never take the box away. Now that sounds like a real bargain. Go to headspace.com and enter discount code podcast podcast, and they'll even include a special butt space box, a refrigerated box for your butt. I bet there will be a lot of farts in there. Thanks, Headspace. Oh my gosh, thank you. That's, I have been using this product for a couple of days now. They sent us a free trial, and let me tell you, there's room for my head in there. Oh my gosh, I yeah. was wondering about that. You know, I, I don't know who in their right mind would not get the annual subscription. Honestly, it is a uh, large upfront cost, you know what I mean, versus the versus the weekly, but... Worth, it's it. worth it. Yeah, especially if you get the butt space. I think that really seals the deal for me. <laughs> the butt space is honestly the the bargain that just makes it worth it. Question. Yeah. Does the when you're not using it, I'm just thinking about storage because you know space is tight. Great. Because I also live in New York City. Uh-huh. Yeah. And um can you store the butt space in the headspace or is that like crazy? That's a really good question. Um you are never not using it. Oh, is the okay. Uh, I did notice you're using it right I'm now. I'm using it okay. right now. Yeah. I was going to ask. Okay. Yep. Well, uh, that explains it. Yeah. So, so they no, lock no it onto your head. Her. Okay. Yep. I, I didn't see that in the. Okay. Yeah. It's a wow. pretty rigorous padlock. Um, They do not give you the code until you make your monthly As payment. As they should not. Because they payment. know better than you do. They honestly do know better. Yeah. I mean, uh, if uh, I could, Andy knows what he's talking about. If I could just give my whole life up to Andy and Headspace, I would. Well, thank you. I feel better already just talking about it. And you Same. really do look a little like, like a little, you got a little pep in your step. This it whole thing? Headspace. I've had this for days. <laughs> Amazing. Thanks, Headspace. Thanks, Headspace. Should we jump to our first clap? Yeah. Um, our first clip is Work Wives. And uh, the episode is Lost, Love with, Lost Loves with Cindy Leave. And Work Wives uh, is the Glamour editors, the Glamour magazine editors. And their work wives, Annie Fox and Laurel Pinson, and they, this is just from the site, they dive into conversations, interviews, and produced segments created by the Glamour, Glamour editorial team. Uh, conversations at your desk with women that knows you best. And I'm not a huge reader of Glamour, so I, I mean, I just haven't read it in a long time. And I thought the 
podcast would be kind of fluffy and dumb. Like I was like expecting advice on how to get flat abs, <laughs> like how to flirt with my bartender or something. Uh, side note, how do I flirt with my bartender? Oh my gosh. While you're doing your abs workout. Great. Yeah. Great. Um, but the conversations are interesting and they speak to me as a woman who goes to work. And I think it's not just for women. It's like uh, relationships at work. And they, I have to say, I'm a woman who doesn't work and I still like it. Right. Wow. Yeah. That's how you know. Mm-hmm. That's how you know. The mm-hmm. litmus test. Um, and they're interviewing Cindy Lee, who's actually the, uh, I think she's the deputy editor or the editor in chief of, uh, of Glamour. And she talks about how in the magazine, she used to run a column called Step Into My Office. And that sounds super rapey, but <laughs> hang in there. It's not. Um, she would get, when the people came into the, her office, she would actually only talk to them. She, like there was no naked stuff. So she would ask them what they wanted to do when they were seven. And she came to believe that everyone's answer was kind of like indicative of what their dreams were. And that when you were seven, what you wanted to be was kind of like your true passion. There's, there's something about age seven, right? Because mm. it's, it's sort of, you know, you're old enough to actually have interests of your own. And you're not just this like, you know, little lump of flesh toddling around behind your parents or your big sister or whoever it is. You know, you have interests. We all had interests at seven. But the world hasn't kind of gotten to you yet. No, I don't mm. even mean it in a bad way or a good way. But you're not yet fully immersed in sure. the culture or super aware of it. Now, obviously, kids now are more immersed mm. in the culture than, you know, than we were when we were growing up. But but even so, seven is still your kind of your little own quirky, eccentric self. What were you doing besides putting together your first issue of your... Oh, it was all-consuming, Annie. There was, <laughs> I mean, I mean, was, there was there time for anything there else? There was nothing else for me. <laughs> but were there other passions, other interests that you had or that you saw that other people had and you were like, oh, yeah, ballet. Oh, I see that. I mean, I guess so. I was just, I was like fully into my own interests, which yeah. I think a lot of, I think a lot of kids are. And it's funny because it, it, sometimes when I get interviewed for things, there's this question that people like to ask you of, well, if you weren't doing what you're doing now, what would you be doing? And I always feel like I have to make something up because you literally, these are <laughs> well, like other people whip out these answers of like, I, you know, I would be running a small inn in rural Vermont or <laughs> uh, clearly I'd be a pastry chef. <laughs> and um, I like how she calls you at your age seven as your own quirky, true self. And she says it's actually a good way to find out what you should do if you weren't doing what you do now. So, like, if you wanted to be a marine biologist, <laughs> very popular with a seven-year-old. It's true. Because um, they go to SeaWorld and they're like, I want to dance with dolphins. <laughs> and, like, no one has told them yet that the dolphins are being abused. <laughs> it's, right. like, adorable. <laughs> like, like, starved and right. horribly. But yeah. yeah, great. And, or that the dolphin might kill them. <laughs> um, well, here's the thing. So, my sister-in-law actually is a marine biologist. Oh, my. Is, is she seven? She is seven. Oh, yeah. well, that makes sense. <laughs> I, but when I met her, I was like, oh, my God, that's the I, thing. It doesn't even that's seem the real. Dream. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, I've always believed this to be true for girls before I even heard this because I have noticed like girls want to be like veterinarians and astronauts and doctors. Like they have like huge dreams. And then something happens where they're like, oh, the world is hard. And it's so sad, you know. And it's also an age where a lot of girls become vegetarians Oh, really? uh, Yeah. And um, I always think about Lisa Simpson, who's like that age. And she's like so ambitious and she's a vegetarian. And and, like it's um, I always wonder, like in real life, what would happen to Lisa if she would still remain? I think she would. But a lot of a lot of girls don't. A lot of girls kind of just like start blending in or do what is cool. And but um, yeah. I don't know how we like foster that hope that seven-year-olds have. Like, I wish I, I mean, it would be ridiculous for me to be exactly like I was when I was seven, (laughs) but you know, to keep that like hope and uh, uh, the belief that you can do whatever you want. Well, here's something I wonder is like how, what, okay. Obviously once we, once kids hit puberty, like, they become self-conscious in so many ways. They They're, just want to have sex. They, oh, that's not where I was going. I oh. was saying they just want to fit in. Like they, they feel ashamed. Like they feel like they're the only one going through this weird stuff. Their body's changing. They're getting hair. Like it, it's freaking them out and they're trying to like lay low. And then eventually they want to have sex and they want to start impressing the opposite gender. And I feel like with young boys, we tell them the way to impress the opposite gender is by being big and loud and in charge and 
you know, d- take what you want and caveman, whatever, whatever. And with young girls, we tell them the way to impress the opposite gender is to be meek, be submissive, yeah, right. and be meek and like not want those same things. You know what I mean? So I wonder if there's something in our That's really poor societal true. conditioning that ha- makes girls feel like, oh, I shouldn't like try to be so ambitious or loud about what I want or, you know what I mean? That's so interesting because it kind of goes back to what we talked about in another episode where it was like, I wish like boys would have a easier time coming out if they didn't have this like society telling them that they had mm. to be like a man. It also makes me think of the clip where Cameron Esposito, no, was it Cameron Esposito yes. or, Rhea, or Rhea Butcher? Oh, it was Rhea Butcher. It was Rhea. Um, she was talking about how sports are gendered and split. And like if in elementary school and when kids are young, if those were just together, would, would like girls be more excited about sports when they were older and yeah. you know what I mean I think because when I was seven I, de- I definitely was like I can do anything yeah and I feel like Which I d- part of that I, has to be your parents too right I mean you are that person but your parents are well, also a lot of seven-year-olds awesome. like I was just like any other seven-year-old I was like I can I color mean, this better than you cooler. you know but 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 like I didn't become meek ever like I was not but I did like think oh the world is like super big there's no way I'm going to be able to do those things I want to do you know like I did kind of get beat down but it wasn't because I was like I better impress like I didn't learn you're supposed to try to impress boys until I was like 20 (laughs) so and it was like after I started dating my husband I was like oh I'd better put on some (laughs) (laughs) the timing of that sound effect too made it seem like you said something really Really bad (laughs) I better put on some um it's so funny what eric what did you want to be when you were seven i can't wait wait i'm like basking in this moment because i feel like it's gonna be really funny so seven is about second grade is that right yeah um when i was in second grade someone's dad came into class and he worked at an ad agency and so they he played us a video of how they made a mcdonald's commercial and how they made the burgers look so appetizing and like different food styling tricks to like make fake ice and like for coffee you use soap and for a milkshake you had to use this like it was basically this like strange polymer stuff that looked like a milk and back then I don't think they had the same regulations of like it had to all be edible it had to be whatever whatever and I thought that was the coolest like I thought this was like magic that they were doing and right in front of my eye like to make this food looks so appetizing and so like beautiful. I just was like obsessed with that. So I wanted to do that. I wanted to I do like, I never would have guessed that. Isn't that strange? And also, didn't you have like a doctor lab? What were those things <gasps> called? Dr. Dreadful Drink Doctor, lab? Yes, you did. It might've been how my mom got me to stop sucking my thumb. Like oh at the my way too late God. age of Way to go, Cindy. <laughs> oh my God, that's so funny. She, she, I was like in my bed and I'll never forget it. I was in my bed with my thumb in my mouth and she walks by and just like, Full on, no shame bride goes, hey, if you stop sucking your thumb, I'll buy you Dr. Dreadful Drink Lab, <gasps> which probably was like twenty four ninety five at the time. Like, But you didn't not, know that. I, you were like, it's probably I, a million dollars. We're probably going to have to put up our house for sale. <laughs> that thing It's a lab. It's a laboratory. So, a whole laboratory. It never went back in. Oh, my gosh. That was the end. Wow. I, I do believe in bribing. It's not. Yeah. Yeah. Don't call it bribing. It's just encouragement. It's right. just called like, you know, wheeling and dealing. Negotiating. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, um, what did you what did what you, you want to be, DJ yeah. Jay Wu? Now this one I'm a little scared. <laughs> Fireman. Um, there was a brief time where Justin was a little frustrated with his job a few years ago before he got married, and I I'm just glad no one ever listens to me because I was really like, <laughs> have you considered being a fireman? <laughs> I was like, you're very buff, yeah, and you you could like do other projects and like they really just sit around that house all day, you know, like. <laughs> I really, really was trying to get Justin to like go for it. I'm so glad you didn't listen to me. I don't know. I don't think that would have been bad. I could totally see you going back and it being a It definitely would have been a career switcheroo. Yeah. But it's not too late. Not you could too be late. you could always be a volunteer fireman later on. And also you you wanted to do it when you were seven, so you should really fucking do it. If we learned your anything seven year old self from will that hate clip. You. Yeah. You should quit your job this minute and start training I to be just, a fireman. I just texted your boss, so don't worry. You're welcome. I love you. I can also see you like retiring and like running a climbing gym or something fun. That would be fun. Yeah. Yeah. I would probably do that. Do you guys think about that? Like what you're like, if you suddenly were like financially set for life and you could just go do some fun passion job thing, like what that would be? I would write. Like, like you'd write books and stuff? Yeah. 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 <laughs> what would yours be? I don't know. 
Um, Probably find a second wife. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and a, get her breast a, implants. A, con- a concubine. Yeah, give her give her breast and butt implants. Wow, <laughs> that's great. I I feel good about that. No, I think. Um, what do I do? I don't know. I what really would you don't know. do? I think I would um, open a. Uh, Doctor Dreadful Doctor Lab. Dreadful life-size drink lap no <gasps> um <laughs> franchise idea i think i would it's gonna be a real hit no that food tasted like full-on garbage it was like jet like unflavored gelatin it was awful <laughs> um i think i would do a combination paint your own pottery studio and like bakery <gasps> oh same, i can in the totally same place. Yeah, actually, see that i think i would I, I would i would go into furniture making yeah oh. Hey, probably. you guys could probably <gasps> be in cahoots. Thing. Could I buy your custom furniture for my painter lottery and bakery? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. That's very um, Ron Swanson of you. What's the actor? Nick Offerman. That's very Nick Offerman. No, of that you. is. You're right. Mm-hmm. That's weird. Um, Great. Wait, what did you want to do at seven? I don't think you said. Oh, I, de- I wanted to be a writer. Oh, you wanted to be It's exciting yeah. because, I mean, it's what I still want to do. I would write really, really long books and stories yeah. i had a recurring character named eris <gasps> all of my books kind of were like calvin and Hobbes. yeah <laughs> like they always were pretty much like my fan fiction of calvin and Hobbes. <laughs> um yep you were so ahead of the time with fan fiction yeah did you also want to be a podcaster you were just like way ahead i of was the like times. i don't know what this is yet but i'm in <laughs> sort of like Sounds radio so but on the internet which it doesn't exist yet <laughs> right no, I always think if you had told me when I was a little girl, like what my job would be, like a social media editor, yeah. I'd be like, "What? That's those aren't back words. it up." Yeah, I don't believe you. Yeah, like someone's gonna pay you to like talk about books online, right? And like, I don't know. Well, in my job, I'm a graphic designer. My job would be they would be like, "It's like clip art, like it's like drawing on the computer." Which at when I was a kid, like that was just clip art right or like um what's it called paint and like microsoft paint yeah yeah like that's what that's basically what and that's what we my do understanding would be. <laughs> that's our jobs we just you know we paint. play on chat rooms in ms paint yep i text good one i'm gonna have to listen to work wives i hadn't i hadn't listened to that one before yeah i was i was impressed and i enjoyed that episode yeah um okay our next clip is from a new a new podcast newish is it new i don't know maybe um it feels more exciting if i say it's new yeah it does true a brand spanking new hot it hasn't even been completed yet as of this recording no (laughs) no human ears have yet to hear this that's exciting Um, i'm excited now you've heard it here first super bored before it's called the grift um it's basically about con artists and like why they work and like why we fall for them I've been thinking on this because of our current administration, um, which, uh, you know, I'm just wondering how manipulative people come to power and why some people can, like, see through a con man and why others get so thoroughly drawn in. Um, So this podcast dives into just that subject. Um, Okay, anyway, this episode of The Grift follows a cult called The Religion of the Black Dog. Um, which is also the episode title. So basically this guy, George, started a... Oh, so it's not all... Like, the uh, podcast isn't all about cults, but it's like, you know, cults and swindlers and con... Just like general general con men stuff. You know, <laughs> the general category of con men. Um, so this guy, George, was a biofeed technician at a therapist's office. So he wasn't a therapist, but he was... I don't know, doing these readings or whatever um, to support the therapist. Eventually he started like seeing one of these clients on his own, Elizabeth, who's one of the tellers of the stories in this episode. Um, He started seeing her as if he was a therapist and started just like inserting himself into her life. He soon was like seeing his mother, her and her mother in their home, like as a therapist. And then he was living with them and then sleeping with them, like having sex with both the mother and, and the daughter Elizabeth. Um, Soon he had more and more like, clients quote-unquote who weren't really clients because he was not a therapist um anyway he then he created this group with like a therapeutic mind control techniques that he claimed to have and this energy stuff um so it just like grew into this cult and it's a it's a really interesting story about like how a cult forms because you you know you hear about these cults and like how they come to a climactic end or how people get sucked in but it's like how do how do we get there you know what i mean like how do people get sucked in 
I liked how they said, I hope I'm not jumping the gun, but no, they no. were like, no one joins a cult. No one's like, I am yeah. going to join a cult. It sounds, they think they're doing something good for the world. Exactly. Like, the, the uh, it seems obvious. Like, that seems obvious when you say it out loud, but I kind of hadn't thought of it in those terms. Like, oh, of course. No one is like, yeah, I'm going to be joining something extreme. Right. You're the hero of your own story. And, and it all seems like it's like goodwill stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So in this clip, um, the host and New York writer Maria Konnikova and this guy named David Sullivan, who's a private investigator, who he's fa- really fascinating too. He infiltrates and exposes cults. Like that's just his his pre- like what he does to private investigate. He just like pretends to be interested and then like infiltrates these cults. Anyway, they're both describing um, the techniques that cult leaders use to keep control. Get out your pencils and pens, guys. <laughs> You're gonna want to write this down. This is one of the tactics that cult leaders use to manipulate followers. First, the leader builds up the follower, gives her hope, makes her feel like she's a part of something bigger than herself. Then, he begins to tear her down. It's like what George did on a smaller scale when Elizabeth lost her boyfriend. And if a cult member makes it through the abuse, she comes out on the other end weaker and more dependent than ever. David Sullivan, the cult infiltrator, described a very disturbing scene in one of the groups he investigated. In that cult, one member would stand in front of the room and everyone else would fling insults at her all at once. Then she'd return to the group and they would all tear down the next member. Every single person is subjected to to absolute debasement. You are screamed at. The people inches from your face. You get, you feel their breath. You feel their spit hitting you. So uh, I can't, I'll leave out all the profanity. But basically, it's like you are scum. So you picture this woman, is about twenty two, twenty three years old, physically shaking, her head going down, and then she quietly starts vomiting down the front of her dress, black dress because she can't speak anymore and she's beyond tears and she looks on the verge of collapse and we keep that up for about 20 minutes until she's she's just destroyed psychologically I mean that's tough to hear I can't even imagine witnessing it or being a part of it I mean the thing is the people who are um, looking towards these cult leaders these people who are offering them answers like I would think that those people are already vulnerable, are already, you know, seeking something or or have been broken in some way. Yeah. And for this abuse to take place, it just feels like they're totally taking advantage of that. I guess that's obvious. I guess I, that's what I called it. I think it's kind of like in the telling of Helter Skelter, like <sighs> I think a lot of the people in the cult were kind of painted as like really troubled yeah. teenage girls and they really weren't. Yeah. Like it was just... The perfect storm for That's them. the thing. Is it's like, these are not like crazy, wayward, drug-abusing people who joined this cult. You know, and again, it feels even wrong to say join the cult because they didn't really join the cult. They started seeing what they considered to be this really prophetic therapist guy who was helping them in their lives. And then eventually, like, it became more of an organized thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's not just these, like, crazy hippies. I definitely started thinking, like, could this happen to me? Like, <gasps> yeah, you know what me I mean? too. I think the answer is yes. Yeah. No, I th- <laughs> I I'm positive the answer. I'm not different than these people. Yeah. Like, it's just, I am have managed to escape. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, a creepy therapist con. Like, seriously. Yeah. Well, and, I mean, it makes me think of religion. I'm treading on careful water here, but... We when we discussed, remember that Hauntal podcast with Moshe Kasher where we talked about the difference between a religion and a cult. Because there are some similarities, if we're being honest, like r- strange ritualistic things, the origin of deeply held beliefs being just like stemming from people, like promises, just man creating the promises. Mm-hmm. I think there are huge differences. One that there's no like financial obligation in a church you can give or not it's free you can go to a church or you know a mosque or a synagogue like organized religion they encourage you to tithe and to give Mm but it's not a requirement for admission one two you can leave like you can go come and go freely i think those are the big distinctions between a cult and a religion but it does make me think about this because 
growing up in religion, there was a lot of stuff that I didn't think about. I did that. I didn't consider that I just took for granted. And I would repeat things back that I had heard without necessarily understanding them. And they were like mantras or like say, like, you know what I mean? Oh my God. Like, yeah. This is all things that are found in cults. And it wasn't until that was interrupted for me um, when I came out and my like church leader at the time was like, yeah, okay, cool. You leave and don't tell anyone what you told me and just be gone. That I was like, oh, I now I need to examine this. And then everything sort of started to unravel to be like, That's oh, there's kind of a lot I don't necessarily agree with. And It wasn't just this one thing. Exactly. But before it was disrupted, there was I, I didn't even think to examine it because I trusted and loved these people who were telling me this stuff. And I just have to imagine I would be the exact same if yeah. it wasn't a big organized religion, if it was like a cult instead. Yeah, well, I'm Catholic, and I but I struggle with Catholicism like a lot. I think I really just more like the art yeah. and the singing and, and the culture. And my grandmother went to mass. When I go to mass, I think about my grandmother. Yeah. It's all I don't really believe any of it. I love the historical Jesus, you know. Yeah. But like we recite prayers, like we believe in one God, Father of Almighty, Maker of, of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. Like it's telling us what to say and yeah. putting it in our brains like this is what I believe and like I said that prayer for years without really thinking do I believe this yeah. like it's like it doesn't matter yeah it's the same thing and I think people who are high, deeply religious and have these held beliefs who have examined and really decided this is right for them this makes sense to them 100% that's great I think we're just making the comparison that it's easy to be indoctrinated without examining some mm-hmm. of this stuff you yeah. know um so you mentioned Helter Skelter, which is just like one of our favorite books combined because <laughs> we have mutual favorite books. Um, I just find that whole situation. I, I mean, cults are interesting as a society. I think we're fascinated by cults and by these radical acts enacted by cults. Um, but Charles Manson and his cult family is a really interesting story. And also he kind of had a lot of in common with Jesus, the historical Jesus, like women followers. Yeah. The political situation was ripe for a leader, you know, like interesting. I think Jesus was probably on a lot of drugs. I don't know. <laughs> There's they also kind of look alike. They kind of look like Jesus um, tried to be a musician. He played guitar and oh uh, everyone told him he wasn't good enough. Oh my God. <laughs> I think. Like, Jesus, turn that down. That right? I think that's in Luke. Yep. Yeah, the chapter of Luke. <laughs> Jesus, turn down that racket. You're a carpenter, not a, oh, carpenter. Oh my gosh, it all comes back to carpenters. <laughs> it all comes together. Okay, so since this podcast is all about con artists, I want to ask, have you guys ever been conned? I feel like I'm conned all the time because I'm pretty naive. Like, I'm pretty gullible, I think. I don't think you are. I think that that you were like I was when we first kind of moved here and because you're a really trusting person. But I think you're way savvier than you give yourself credit for. I guess. I don't know. I can't I can't think of anything. I think yeah. if I'm just... All I'm, all I'm saying is if you want to con me, go ahead and try. Because well, you'll probably succeed. I forgot to mention, I uh, I have a way to make us both millions. Sounds but I good. just first so I just the, signed up with blood. I need the bank deposit of 500000 Just and then <laughs> we can get going. <laughs> I love um, it. No, I feel like living in New York, you have to be a little more savvy to cons because the people, you know, try to swindle you. Yeah. Ooh. When my sister came to visit... Um, my older sister, this was probably like six years ago now. You know those guys in Times Square that have like CDs? Yeah. And they're like, hey man, like here's my CD for free. Just like take it. I'm going to be on MTV next week. They're going to be de- debuting it, whatever, whatever. Oh, if you could like throw me a couple bucks. Once you have like the CD in your hand and you're walking away, they're like, oh, you could, can you throw me a couple bucks for that thing? So my sister was in town with me and we were like walking in the Times Square area. Someone hands her a CD. She of course takes it. Cause that's just like your instinct when someone like shoves that in your face. And so what ensued was him doing his monologue underscored by me saying, Betsy, put it down. Betsy, put the CD down. Betsy, just put it down on the ground. Betsy, he won't take it back. You just have Betsy, to put it down it on the ground. Betsy, anyway. it's not gonna, he's going to try to take your money. He's going to try to take money from And she is just like looking at us both, like holding the CD in her hand. Like, I don't know what to it, do. It's so funny you said that. Cause I was just walking around Rockefeller Center area with my coworkers, yeah. and we saw a girl like grab a CD because it's in your face. You're like, fine, yeah. Yeah, I don't even want this. Just get out of my face. I'll take your CD. <laughs> and then they run after you, and right. they're like, hey, that's oh, not you for can't, free. You can't give me any money, right? Yeah. And I th- and I said to my coworkers, I was like, well, every New Yorker has that happen once. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's I so swear true. to God, it's a sign. It's a rite of passage. It might not be taking a CD, one of those CDs. It might be a card from a monk. Yeah. But like one way or another. 
it happens there, once. It's not for free. Yeah. That that dumb card is not for free. And those CDs are blank. Somebody, I guarantee they're blank. I also, first of all, I don't have a CD player anymore. I was just so going to say no that. no idea how I listen to it, but I would love it if someone could actually pay for the CD and listen to it because I wonder what's on it. Maybe no, it's like the are, secrets to the universe. Those are fully blank. I would... I'm... I'm I would bet curious. Yeah. Next time I'm next you know time what? I'm gonna pay. Let's do it. Let's, Let's experiment. Throw experiment, two bucks experiment. Through this, into this yeah. experiment. Yeah. Um, yeah. The other big ones are like people dress up as monks and try to give you a card, and then they like ask for it's weird. And then you're like, you're a monk, so you must be a good person. Right. That's the sneaky part. Yeah. Because like and when a hip hop artist is trying to talk to you, you're like, you're probably up to bad things. <laughs> what a terrible stereotype we have of hip hop artists versus monks. I know. Monks <laughs> could be up to bad things. They are. Um, and then there's like. This is really shitty. This is this is just shitty. Like people have those booths where the, it's like it says give you know give a penny for the homeless or whatever, and it's a scam. Mm-hmm. It's a fake organization, and some guy in the Bronx, like I'm not hypothesizing this is really what it is because the Times did an article about it. Some guy in the Bronx rents out these booths and the um, like vests that say a fake organization on it. And then people give money in Times Square thinking they're giving to some homeless organization and they just like take the money. And the thing is, they'll never conquer all that. Like there's because there's so many tourists who don't know that. Like they will never. Everyone will never know that. (laughs) There's no way to stop doing that. Yeah. And I'm conflicted because like those people still need those people still are in need, whoever they are. They're not giving it to homeless people, but they themselves are clearly in need. So it doesn't matter, I guess. But it's just the deceit. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? It's kind of shitty. Yeah. And then, and then, like, kind of, like, taking away that money from organizations that are helping the homeless. Well, yeah. Then people are like, I'm not giving. You look like, I'm not sure where this is going. Right. You know? Right. It's tricky. It's tricky. So then instead, they go and give money to people's bullshit GoFundMes. <laughs> that is that is a real Which thing. Is way shittier. Yeah. Yeah. Some GoFundMes are great, but they're a good amount I love how on this podcast, tough. I'm always saying, like, really rude things. And Eric, you have to, like, go, like, sweep up behind me. You're like, actually, she didn't really mean that. Well, what she's saying is, Lord and I we both love religion. really appreciate GoFundMe and, and the ways that crowdsourcing can improve the lives of... <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, okay, well, this podcast was The Grift. This episode was The Religion of the Black Dog. Definitely check this out and check out other episodes, because we love con men. We love... Hello. <laughs> Um, are you ready for Jingle Jangle? I was born ready. Okay. I don't know if I've talked about this podcast before, but I've been listening to it for like ever since I started listening to a podcast. Yeah. Oh, and Jingle Jangle, by the way, is where we play a little music for you to tap your toots to. Do, do, do. Um, this is How to Be a Person, episode 95 with Eliza Skinner. I love Eliza Skinner. She has a great podcast. She's really funny. Um, and then I Mike, I like the hosts, Mike Trucker and Jess Dweck. Um, so with all they do is they interview their funny friends. They both write for television. So they're very funny and how to be people like how to make a great cup of coffee, how to avoid Facebook fights, how to throw a punch. Um, and you know, I, as I said, I was excited about this one cause I like Eliza Skinner. Um, and I knew she was funny, but I had no idea that she was a talented improv singer and has a theater singing background. She's got a great voice and she's really good at improv songwriting. And we've been talking about improv songwriting so much because Kate Micucci's song. Yeah, and like I was singing. Yeah. And so, um, and in this episode, she's teaching Mike and Jess how to write a song. And I thought she had some good advice. If you are like in your car and you're driving around, you're like, I'm right. making up a song about driving. Here I am, doodly doo doo. I'm driving down right. the road. That doesn't feel like a song, right? Yeah. right? But if you're like, I'm making up a song about driving. Here I am, and I'm in the car. I am making up a song about driving at the wheel, and I'm going down the road. I am making up a song about driving. So just like the repetition alone yeah. makes it start feeling like, oh, I'm building wow. this into an actual song. Right. Yeah. And to a lot of improvisers and smart people, <laughs> or people in general, I don't know, it feels it feels like less of a thing because you're repeating the same stuff over and over. Yeah. You feel like, oh, I should be making up something new all the time. Right. It's actually not true. Oh. Um, making up less things is better. I thought that was, I've never thought about that before, that re- repetition is what makes it a song, and you're allowed to do that. I love that driving song she made up i know listen to the full episode like we always say because it's like they give her a quiz where it's like top really weird topics and she has to write 
songs about them and yeah. they're really good it's like if you keep that in mind because we've talked about improv singing before and like it's hard yeah and i was kind of unable to do it on the spot and like i think if you keep that in mind the repetition stuff it's yeah. like a huge help i really love it because well, there's a structure to every song there's like yeah the um verse and then the chorus the farting and section then the verse and then the bridge and then the chorus and yeah the, you know what i mean it's like it is so sort you of already knew this. Well, I knew it, but I couldn't apply it. So yeah. structure and tempo too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. It's like those things. It's if you like understand those couple of things. That's why pop music is pop music. Exactly. Yeah. And also there was a time in like the late sixties where music was so simple. Like a lot of that like Carol King era stuff. Not, not like when she was a singer, but when she was first writing songs, like those like doopy or not even doopy i can't think of the words from but they're so repetitive they like were like unbelievable like they would they sound stupid now but people enjoy them cuz it's just like the same thing over and over um oh my god the ice cream truck is driving by and i feel like it haunts my dreams the ice cream truck drives down our street and i want to scream it, it it just during the summer it just drives up and down the street. Does it drive you crazy because it's annoying or because you want? It's ice always cream? the same song. Yeah, and I want to scream. Um, <laughs> for some reason that I'm not going to go into now, um, <laughs> I was googling songs about Neanderthals today, like pop songs. I was like, are there any pop songs about Neanderthal? Okay, okay. And um, I ran into this song by Elton John <laughs> called Neanderthal Man. Okay, okay. And I'm just going to read the lyrics real quick because it won't take very long. I'm a Neanderthal man. You're a Neanderthal girl. <laughs> Let's make Neanderthal love in this Neanderthal world. <laughs> repeat, repeat, repeat. No joke. Four times. That's the song. That's it. Wow. Now, he's taking Eliza's advice a little too far. Yeah. I think she sh- could give Elton John some tips on mixing it up a little bit <laughs> but i gotta say if it's if the neanderthal is in a song i'm gonna love it i'm gonna I don't I'm, even I'm care in. i'm in i don't even care i yeah. don't care i'll just love it i love it. i love neanderthals can i i mean yes, can i ask yes, why you yes, really yes, yes, yes. um we just published a book called the last neanderthal and it's really good oh cool and i was creating an online quiz to see which book you should read and i wanted never mind it's that's so fun. Doing a fun social media thing for I want to take that quiz. I'll send it your way. Okay, great. I'll put it, I'll put it on our page. Yes, yeah, so everyone else everyone can take can it too. Everyone can know what book to read. We can take it together. All the answers are the Neand- last Neanderthal. <laughs> it's like, do you like cavemen, your friends, <laughs> strangers? <laughs> right. Nailed it. <laughs> cavemen. Um, great. And actually... Do we have any more segments? Maybe a throwback segment? <gasps> How funny that you should ask. Yes, yes. Um, I kind of wanted to bring back uh, No Comment. <gasps> Just quick, because I keep on... Do you, Have you ever listened to Mouth Time? No. Okay, Mouth Time is a satirical ladies magazine podcast based off the comedy website Reductress, and it's hosted by these fake editors named Quinn and <laughs> D- Dakota. And... It's funny because it's the podcast is kind of making like fun of how I thought work wives would be. It's like these two women talking about women <laughs> issues, but they're so stupid that they're actually brilliant. Do you know what I mean? It's <laughs> totally. so satirical. So, and I, I usually find myself drawn to podcasts that are teaching me something or like whatever. This is just pure funny, just and fun I laugh out loud sense. listening to it. <laughs> and so they're they're talking intelligently about lady issues by making fun of how people talk about lady issues in mainstream culture. And Phoebe Robinson is on this episode, and I honestly, I just wanted to do a no comment because I don't have a lot to say about. It. I'm yeah. always like, I have nothing to say other than like, wasn't that funny? Love it. So it's funny because I don't think hey, she boo-boos. really knows. She's great, but I don't think she knows how to play along so much. Like she's used to doing like real interviews, and. They're being like super not serious and she actually is being serious. She offers advice about writing and everything. But um, this is a moment where I was laughing so hard because I was thinking she's trying to be serious and they're not. And it just worked. And it makes you love Phoebe even more. The school that I went to didn't take any applications. You just had to send, you had to print out your Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) Like your entire Facebook history? Yeah, you had to print it out because I went to um, Pratt. Wait, I, I went to Pratt. Oh, I went to the Heidi, uh, the Heidi and I Spencer mean, Pratt <laughs> Institute for Social Media. <laughs> and the, uh, 
the admission process was you had to print out your whole Facebook and give it to them, and then they were like, "You're in." That was a good. That was a good twist. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. Phoebe, while we yes. have you here hostage yes. on our stage, yes, yes. Will you play a game with us? Yes, Yay! I love it. Yay! I love okay. games too. My favorite game is cards. <laughs> I haven't played that one yet. It's really good. You should try cards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this game is really fun because it's really dumb. Cool. It's called Dick Up or Dicked Down. Ooh, <laughs> nice. And here's how it's going to work. We're going to throw out the name of a male celeb. Yeah. And you're going to tell us if he would be more into you. Mm-hmm. That's Dick Up. Like, if he would be just, like, obsessed with you. Yeah. Dick or up. if you would be more into him and not stick down. cool. Because the crux of this game is that two people can never both like each other. And then they go on to list, like, a bunch of people. And they ask Phoebe whether it's dick up or dick down and it's very confusing because and like one of the people that they ask her is that guy that got interviewed by cnn and his kids came in busted in the room like dick up or dick down for that guy like it's so funny i have nothing to say other than listen to mouth time that's all here's the only thing i'll say even though it's a no comment um my favorite marker of a good podcast is when you're on the subway and a very crowded subway your face is probably in someone else's armpit everyone's in a grumpy mood and you laugh out loud because your podcast is so funny. That's what I, I know. think this is. The other good like way you can tell is I can tell Phoebe is that was, she's laughing, like <laughs> she's genuine laughter. Genuinely. She's having fun. Yeah. And actually I was thinking we should write, cause I was thinking there's podcasts like you real, the laughter is in your ears. When a, when a podcast host is laughing, it's like, a real laugh, like directly in your ears. You have, they're not hiding behind anything. And I want to do like a ranking of my favorite laughs. Cause like oh, Alison Rosen has a great laugh. Yeah. Like, um, Pete Holmes has a great laugh. Yeah. Uh, Barbara gray. Like there's so yes. many, Oh my God. Emily Heller. Like and they, these laughs make me so happy. So sometimes we should do so a, a ranking. Um, that's all. That's all I wanted to say about that. I, I did think of two other really quick notes. Yeah. Um. Oh, before segment segment. Uh huh. Tomorrow is Eric's birthday. Who? Right. Yeah. You're looking at me like it's not. No, I. It is. Oh my god! So, <laughs> happy birthday! I'm so glad I get to be with you on your birthday eve. Uh-huh. You know how everyone says the eve is more important than the day. It is. <laughs> Bring out the stripper. Whoa. Um. And also, I was in when you guys were making fucking tables and going around <laughs> Iceland. Iceland like idiots. Um. I was in Disney World <gasps> and I went on the American <laughs> Adventure. <laughs> And I cried. So oh, that makes me so happy. It's funny because every time I watch it, there's a new thing that makes me cry. Yeah. And this, what was time, it this time, it was the tiniest thing. I'm not even sure I ever noticed it before. There's a tiny clip of Bill Clinton, like, like kneeling with some small children. That's it. That, I remember that. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Did you cry? No. I that's should've. weird. You I remember it because I thought you were asleep the whole no. time. Okay. No. Well, that's, I mean, and then there's the, the, there's a part with a Vietnam wall, which makes me lose it. Like I definitely, but it was just really funny because my mother and I were like yahooing our heads off at the end. Like we were like, it was just, it was my favorite. Everyone's like, everyone's like, how was Disney world? What'd you do? I'm like, we went on the American adventure and I cried. (laughs) Anyway. Oh my gosh. So good. Okay. Sorry to throw that in there. Um, segment, segment. Let's jump into segment segment. What's yours? Oh, I feel like I always go first. Do you want to go first? Sure. Mine changed. <gasps> yeah. Wait. I'm full of surprises. Wait. Um, I was going to do something else, but then something happened this morning. Oh, my or gosh. last night. I was informed that Redwood Swim Club, my childhood swim club, closed. Oof. This one is a tough one. You were on that text message. In fact, yeah. I feel like you're the one that unearthed this news? No, no, news? no, it was Kara. Oh, thank God, right? Kara. I think it was I don't Kara. remember who started the... I mean, Sherry Passell started the rumor like four years ago. <laughs> that is true. But it, 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 she said it closed and then it didn't. But, um... um wait, I'm finding out her crack team. Yeah, it was Kara. Well, Kara broke the news. I don't know how she even found out if she was just like... No, she said that... Um, has a drone mom, over there? Her mom heard from Connor R's mom. Oh my God, I love this. I love where this went. But Redwood Swim Club was... It was like... Okay, 
I'm going to be really quick about describing this. It yeah. was like there were a bunch of swim clubs in our town and a lot of them you had to live in certain neighborhoods uh-huh. to go to them. They were really nice, like expensive equipment, <laughs> maybe had the legal amount of chlorine in the pool, whatever. Um, Redwood did not have those things and Redwood anyone could join it was dirty filthy weird it was a weird size the yeah. the locker rooms were basically caves from the <laughs> cave dwelling days like it was nasty the food was like not at up like and we loved it it was like a swim club from another era it was you know my heart yeah my heart is still there it is where i met patty jenkins i think it is where i met Kara hughes and you yeah. and i met patty jenkins in the line for swim trials at our on our swim team and it's fate I, 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 I didn't even want to believe that it was closed, but like, I'm just going to kind of pretend that it's still there because it'll always be there. Like I, I feel so strongly about this place that brought all these people together. And it was just, my mom would drop me off in the morning and I'd go at like eight and I would go to swim practice and then I would stay until 6 PM. Yeah. Like I didn't even leave. I was a rat. I was meals a there. Poor rat. Yeah. yeah. Um, so rest in peace, Redwood Swim Club. I, I work that that's that was my high school job. I worked there all through high school as a swim instructor and a lifeguard. I made probably tens of dollars there. It's where you touch that boy's penis. <laughs> that that, that didn't boys. happen. That didn't happen. <laughs> Kara, don't edit that out. <laughs> that's a reference to a story because our. My boss there was super freaky about sexual We're not going to have time for this part, I think. It's really getting late. Um, I tried to work there, but I felt like I was gender discriminated. Well, so I were. quit. But I just, no, I got to the point where I was like, this, is, I have good f- memories about this place. I want to work here. Yeah. No, that was They better. had me like, f- I got certified to be a lifeguard and they had me flipping burgers. I was like, I don't think anyone wants this vegetarian flipping their burgers. <laughs> anyway. R.I.P. Such good But memories. thank you, Redwood. Thank you, Dan Richner, and thank yeah. you, Redwood. Yeah. Like, you shaped my childhood, it's and so I true. have so many good memories. So, so true. Um, DJ Jaywoo, do you have a segment segment? Yeah. Sobriety. Go on. Oh. Because. You're drinking a beer right now. Because I'm so. drinking a beer right <laughs> now. Um, how's that going? <laughs> and uh, it's great. Um, it's a delicious <laughs> beer. Great, great. Uh, just had a long weekend. That's all. Bachelor yeah. party. You you were you were a rode party. a little hard, yeah, and put away wet a little bit. No yeah. s- no strip club though. I was kind of no surprised to hear. No, no, did, we did didn't do that. Have those in Iceland? Um, I'm sure they do. It's too cold. Yeah. <laughs> keep your clothes on, Miss Stripper Lady. It's but it's crazy. Bird. You can keep on dancing, but top hey. less. Yeah. More like temperature top. less. <laughs> oh. What? Oh, is that? Oh my God! Someone write That's that down. That's a famous Icelandic saying. I didn't make it up. I love all your sayings. <laughs> okay. Well, so you're. That's so, pretty much. So like. So, wait, I'm a little t- confused though because you are drinking right now. Temporary recovering sobriety. So like. This sounds like something an alcoholic I'm, I'm weaning. I'm weaning. <laughs> off of. Hmm. Off of. What did you have for breakfast today? <laughs> also a beer. Huh. Well, yeah. Huh. Um, well, DJJ, no, yeah. we might have to take a few weeks off. We we'll let you know. Fair. Yeah, pretty hard, though. So. Yeah. Nothing to, nothing to brag about. But just like a good time for a small break. Yeah. I feel that. Yeah. I feel that. Yeah. Fine. I don't know. I'm into it. What's you, what's yours, Eric? Okay, so mine is my very first segment. Segment, if you'll remember, was um, this uh, really great article in the LA Times um, that was like episodic, sort of. It was like this really. Hard. So this is another one of those because I don't, you know, I, I read a lot of articles, but you don't find a lot of articles that are like. Uh, it's almost like a a mini version of a book. Like it's like what podcast is to a movie sort of so more in depth yeah more, more of a, a wider more a richer experience yeah totally so this one is um from the atlantic uh it's in it's actually in the print publication but you can get it online as well um it's an article by um a recently deceased author named alex tazan and it's called my family's slave um it's a story of sort of modern slavery the author is um a filipino immigrant and when his mother came to the states she brought along this woman who was quote-unquote given to her by her father as sort of her helper her um you know i think they call them um 
uh, what did they call them? Like a, uh, not a, not a maid, but sort of like her servant. So you know, like like a servant. But it was really typical, I guess, back then in that culture. Not really typical, but in some parts of that culture, people would have servants who were, you know, basically indentured servants who got room and board, but then cared after the children or cared after the women and just like waited on them hand and foot. And so anyway, it's this really interesting tale of him as a young boy growing up with this woman who really was maybe more of a mother to him than his own mother and took care of everything in his life and in his siblings lives and sort of having that realization around 11, like this woman is not getting paid. This woman lives with us and does everything and is a slave. So it's a really fascinating story. Was that, that that was a times piece. This was on Atlantic. The, the Atlantic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I read that. Did morning. you really? Yeah. It's so fascinating. You know what my favorite so thing about it is? Very good. Yeah. You can listen to the audio. When you go click really? on the link, you can listen to the audio yeah. version. So you can listen to it just like a podcast. I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. Peeva, it's really good. It is really good. Awesome. The, uh, the audio is really good of it? No, the just the Oh, article. the, article. the article. Yeah, it's, it's just really like... A, it, it like sh- a little bit does the shedding of light on like m- an example of modern slavery, but it's also just this specific story is so interesting and it's told so well. So check it out. On, love just it. Go to the Atlantic, I love it. Atlantic.com. I love it. 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 Um, great work today, you guys. That was, that was so fun. Just, I just everyone did t- top of the line work. Yeah. <laughs> just sound effects, <laughs> fashions. Everything. Fleekness. Fleekness. Whatever. <laughs> we just really nailed it. I think in closing, R.I.P. Redwood Swim Club. Happy birthday, Eric. Oh, I'm thanks, sh- man. Thank you, Cindy. <laughs> thanks. For your boy. Yeah, we we should really be thanking Cindy for she did most that of accomplishment. The work. She yeah. did, I would say, all the work. And, I mean, you would probably still be sucking your thumb right now if it weren't for That's the Dr. So Dreadful move. true. So smart. Cindy, you really nail it with the bribery and with giving birth to me. So this is dedicated to you. Thanks, Cindy. Thanks, Kara. Thanks, Kara. Our editor Thanks, is Dan always. Thanks, Dan Richner. Thanks, Dan Richner. And all of you who are still listening now, we love you. Thank you. We really do. Um, email us if you have mm-hmm. something you want us to listen to at uh, loveyourpodcast at gmail.com. Tweet us. Just say hi at loveyourpodcast on Twitter. And, you know, when you wake up, just think of us. And we'll see you around. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.